You've got to declutter your space, your time, and your mind to make space only for the one thing that matters in this moment. Welcome to the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, where we talk about applying high leverage psychology in your business and life. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, licensed psychologist, private practice owner, speaker, executive coach, and consultant. I became a psychologist to learn how to leverage psychology and help others do the same. For over a decade, I've been tracking how psychology gets in the way of smart and results-driven people. For years, I've developed frameworks and tools to help them leverage psychology instead to launch themselves forward. It's my mission to share my hard-earned lessons with you so you can launch yourself forward too. I can't wait to talk high leverage psychology with you so you can learn to take higher leverage action today. Let's talk high leverage psychology. Today, I'm talking about focus. It can be a massive challenge or a superpower. I share the single most destructive factor when it comes to focus and show you my fast focus formula that keeps me and my clients on point, on command, with simple, practical tools and practices you can use in minutes. Imagine this. It's Monday morning. The sun is shining. You're all set to tackle your to-do list. But just as you're about to dive into your first task, the phone buzzes. It's a notification. You pick it up thinking it'll only take a moment. Before you know it, 30 minutes have flown by. You shake your head, put your phone down, and try to refocus on your task. But now it feels harder to concentrate. Does that sound familiar? You're not alone. Distraction creeps into our day, stealing precious time and energy. It's like a sneaky thief awaiting the right moment to pull us away from what we need to do. Distraction isn't just about losing focus. It's about losing moments that could have been spent achieving your goals, connecting with loved ones, or simply enjoying some peace of mind. At the end of the day, that's pretty much everything that matters. Focus is how we move the needle on what matters most. Personally, in our relationships, and certainly with productivity at work, which is why distraction messes with productivity. By the end of today's episode, you'll have a toolkit and the principles to make focus your superpower with just a few minutes. Grab your notebook. We're about to deep dive and unlock focus. So let's break it down. Focus and distraction come down to one point, simplicity. The quick and dirty version of the fast focus formula is this. Simply put, focus equals one thing right now. Anytime we're distracted, it boils down to more than one thing all at once. I'm going to share my favorite three ways to keep myself focused and on demand. It's so important that all three of them are simple and easy to use in my day-to-day. Otherwise, I get caught up and can't focus. Here are the three ways. Number one, creating simplicity. Number two, tech tools to simplify my day. And number three, using the attention grid to navigate my attention. So first, let's talk about creating simplicity. 
there are two kinds of chaos to simplify, inner chaos and outer chaos. Outer chaos is about your environment. Just last night, I was picking up my daughter and driving home. We were listening to music and having fun chatting, but then my phone rang, my daughter started yelling, the radio was already on, and it was blaring a song, and between the radio and my daughter, my phone thought I wanted to pick it up, so it put the caller on speaker. I mean, talk about chaos. Some people's desks are full of clutter, or their desktop is a jumble of files. They have a hundred tabs open at once. I'm not saying everything has to be meticulously organized. Just taking a couple minutes to create outer simplicity, fewer noises, tabs, and clutter goes a very long way. Inner chaos has to do with our own minds, the internal chatter and sensations that can constantly pull our attention all over the place. For that, mindfulness is an absolute lifesaver. For me, my practice, and it's backed by research. It doesn't mean turning my entire routine upside down either. Here are three quick and easy practices that I fit into my day when I can, and I help my clients do the same. Number one is mindful breathing. Carving out a couple of minutes to sit quietly and be aware of my breath. It's natural to get distracted. Half the point is to gently bring my attention back to breathing. It's all about learning how to direct my attention by just doing that repeatedly and holding that attention on my breathing. Number two is mindful observation. And that's just taking a couple of minutes to look at something, anything really, and really paying attention to all of the details of whatever it is we're looking at. No, I don't mean the notifications on my phone, but looking at the contours, the color, the textures, all of that. Number three is mindful awareness. And that's just being immersed fully in whatever I'm doing. Maybe that's relishing my lunch or drafting an email or being in a conversation, savoring the now and trimming the mental clutter. This is one of my favorite of all three because it fits seamlessly into everyday life. I don't do all three every day. The point is to create more simplicity by focusing on one thing right now. Real quick, do you remember the first time an episode resonated with you? Let's give more people that feeling of insight, clarity, and direction. If an insight from today's episode lights up your brain, share it. It takes less than a minute and could light up someone else's day too. It would mean the world to me because all I want to do is help more people unlock their potential, maximize their fulfillment, and make life easier and happier. Shared joy is doubled joy, so let's build momentum and spark more insight and clarity for more people. If you feel like it will, take a moment to share today's podcast. So next, let's talk about tech tools to create simplicity. I like free and simple tools because the goal is focusing on one thing right now. The two that best serve me to create simplicity are Notion and Google Calendar. Notion I use as a personal planner and organizer. With quick and flexible templates, it's fast to set up and I can use it for note-taking as well. My favorite way to use Notion is in the morning. I kickstart my day by listing my top three priorities. Anything that comes up and doesn't fit into my day, I carry forward on a master to-do list, which I reference when I'm making my morning plan or when I get everything done early. I can open it up on my desktop and I can do that to keep my phone away during the workday 
And when I'm not at the computer, I can actually jot something down or put a note in my phone. So it makes it really seamless to integrate into my life. Google Calendar is great for scheduling and time blocking for me. It takes a few clicks and I can set up a recurring time if I want, like my deep work Tuesdays, where among other things, I write and record podcast episodes. Google Calendar keeps me on task during the day because it holds the time for my important tasks and gives me reminders. I can even schedule my breaks in there too, so I don't forget. Here's a little bonus. At the end of my day, I like to take time to reflect. And my favorite way to do that is what I call my two-minute journal. It's a simple spreadsheet or table with just two columns. One has my daily goals, and the other one is where I score myself on them. That's where I rate my focus throughout the day or my energy levels, how well I stuck to my time blocks, and how much I've moved the needle on my current big project. It's a quick snapshot that gives me a moment of reflection, insight, and helps me measure so I can stay on track and work on improving. That's my trio of tools, morning plan, workday scheduling, and evening reflection. Altogether, they take me about 10 minutes a day or less, oftentimes like five. Last but not least, let's talk about the attention grid. Imagine a two by two grid. Over the top is internal attention and external attention. And on the side is useful attention and useless attention. So we have internal versus external attention and useful versus useless attention. In the top left is useful internal attention, which I call insight. Being in tune with what's going on inside my mind, heart, and body. It's useful because insight gives me information that I can use to plan out my days, like when to eat, take breaks, and how much sleep I need. On the top right is useful external attention. That's what I call focus. It's putting my mind and my hands to work on the tasks that move me towards my goals and my dreams. It includes doing therapy with my clients, working on my podcast, spending quality time with my wife and my daughter. Number three, the bottom left is useless internal attention. And I call that preoccupation, paying attention to things inside my mind or body that don't really help me take care of myself and don't help me figure things out or move forward. Daydreaming, worrying, that kind of stuff lives here. And on the bottom right is useless external attention. That's distraction, paying attention to things in the outside world that don't move me towards my goals or living my dreams. Scrolling mindlessly or just putting on TV to avoid thinking or doing something else fits in here. It's easy to slide into distraction when I'm juggling too many tasks or when I'm soaking in entertainment or information with no goal or benefit. In fact, the line between useless and useful attention really boils down to two basic things, complexity and inaction. Complexity shows up with internal or external chaos. Like when my to-do list turns into an endless pile of tasks or my mind is pulled in too many directions, it becomes harder and harder to stay focused on one thing right now. Inaction is all about inputs without the goal of guiding outputs, like binge-watching a series just because it's there and it's hard to stop, or grabbing my phone because of a push notification and suddenly realizing I've been scrolling for 20 minutes. If I choose to take a break so I can have a drink, stretch, or walk, that's a meaningful output. And that's action, even if it's for recharging or rest. If I'm watching an episode of my favorite show and it helps me unwind at the end of the day, that's meaningful output because it's helping me focus 
on doing what I need to recharge in a meaningful way. Sometimes we're taking action, but it isn't getting us anywhere, like being on a treadmill. Lots of energy and motion, but no forward movement. So recognizing when complexity or inaction turn useful attention into useless attention is super powerful because it allows me to notice when my focus is fading. With awareness and clarity, I can get intentional so I can take care of myself and move the needle on my goals. To recap, the fast focus formula is all about how focus boils down to putting attention on one thing right now. Simplicity is key. Having a short top three things that really matter as my to-do list for today. Integrating mindfulness as the exercise of directing my attention. Being aware of action over consumption. Intention is key here. Like watching a show for the enjoyment or to unwind with specific time frames, instead of avoiding what I'm feeling or what needs to get done. Using tools like Notion, Google Calendar, and the two-minute journal to set, plan, and track my focus having a fast and effective way to start, progress through, and reflect on my day. The biggest takeaway to quickly focus is this. You've got to declutter your space, your time, and your mind to make space only for the one thing that matters in this moment. Now you've got a quick, actionable, simple set of ways and tools to do just that. So go use them. And if you want personalized help so you can stay on point, reach out. My email is in the show notes. And on that note, I'll see you next week. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast is produced by Dr. Yishai and PodTech. Music by www.purple-planet.com. Dr. Yishai is a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with the guest or listener. The information contained in this publication is for general informational purposes only and shall not be relied on or construed as coaching advice or therapy. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thanks again for listening. I hope today's episode fulfilled my mission to help you leverage psychology better in your business and life.